is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey guys. So this topic of give or taker is a really interesting one to me, and I I hope you enjoy this. I hope it challenges your paradigm a little bit, like what your belief system is on this topic. I hope you're willing to open up to a new way of looking at the topic of give or taker and, and what that actually means. And you can take this and apply it to yourself and your other relationships and ask yourself, hmm, do I ever show up as a taker? When do I show up as a giver? So the idea of being a giver seems obvious, at least to me. You know, someone who's generous, someone who serves. Giver is easy, right? And then taker, oh, that's obvious. Someone who takes. It's not natural for them to be generous. They tend to take advantage of people. They accept the gift of time or favors, et cetera, and never return the favor. You know, that that's what I used to think of as giver-taker. About six years ago or so, my husband and I participated in a really intense personal development immersion course. Immersion course means like you're actually there physically day after day, 12 to 15 hours a day. That's actually a great way to experience transformation because you're immersed in it. You know, you're in that bubble for a long time. And there was an exercise that I thought I was going to be able to predict, give or taker, right? Not that hard, as I said in the beginning. But then it really challenged my thoughts and my belief system around those words. So we had everybody stand around in a circle and then you went inside of the circle and you would hand a popsicle stick that either said giver or taker. Is that how we did it? I don't remember. (laughs) The point is we would tell the person with, with no explanation, with no guilt, with no worry about what they would think of us. We would just say giver or taker. So how have they shown up in the course in the last couple of days? We had been together like 12 hours each day, right? So I would look at you and I would go, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say I go down the list of 10 people, giver, taker, taker, giver, 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 taker. There's no inflection in my voice. There's no judgment in my voice. There's no explanation or justification in my voice. It's just, this is how you're landing for me, a giver or taker. It can be difficult to hear because our ego gets attached and we add meaning to it. We make it mean things it doesn't. But the point of it was to, well, it was very uncomfortable. So that's very good. It it causes us to grow, right? 
But the point of it also was for us to be able to deliver that news without feeling guilty or bad and to receive the news without feeling bad, but also to then stop and look at ourselves and go, okay, there are 50 people in here and 40 of them set up as a taker. What the heck? I'm like the nicest person. Like, what do you mean I'm a taker? And so I noticed that there were people in the course who were so kind and they probably bring meals during a meal train. They probably volunteer at school. They're givers. But in that room, they showed up as a taker. Why? Why did we see them as a taker? Because what they explained to us, this is just another way of looking at it, is by being invisible, by not wanting to bother, by having nothing to add, by withholding our own truth, by being humble and sort of hiding behind that humility and using it as a badge of honor, that's actually taker mentality, taker behavior, taker energy. I'll explain that in a minute as to, you know, why that is. But that then causes us to shift, you know, and go, okay, so maybe Sally is actually a taker. It's not about is she a good person or not. Don't let that judgment even come into this conversation. It's just an observation about behavior. How do you land for me? Not who are you at the soul level, right? How does your behavior so far in the last couple of days land for me? And then it's her responsibility to look in the mirror and say, okay, that's interesting. I clearly see a pattern here. You know, I got more givers than takers. I got more takers than givers. Even somebody who gives to get, they're a taker. You know, they give to get attention. They give to get significance. They give to make themselves feel better. They give because they want everybody to know they're giving. Taker. So there are some ways that nice girls, as we'll call it today, nice girls are actually takers while they are thinking they're showing up as givers. They truly believe they're showing up as givers. Sometimes they're secretly knowing they're taking, but I would say 99% of the time, people have no idea that they're actually taking when it comes to this example. So what about the people who tend to not raise their hand in a meeting? They sit in the back of the room always. They're kind of invisible. They come across, and they could even say to you or I, they're being giving because they would just rather have someone else be in the front. They don't need that seat. It's okay. Not a big deal. Um, they don't want to be a bother. They don't raise their hand and contribute during a conversation or in this case, a personal development course because they don't want to take up the chance for someone else to raise their hand. I mean, they think that's giving. Doesn't that sound generous? I think it does. It sounds generous. It sounds giving. But they're actually taking. That's taking energy. By making myself invisible, I am denying the world experience of my essence, of who I am in this world, my gifts, what I have to offer, my vibe, my personality, my insights, my opinions. Making myself invisible is not giver energy at all. It's actually very taking, very selfish. We just don't realize it sometimes. Not wanting to be a bother. Oh, I don't want to bother you. I don't, no, 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 it's okay. It's not a big deal. Or constantly apologizing for ourselves. That's actually take her energy. But we look like in society many times as nice girls, don't we? When truly that's not giving at all. It's not giving at all to constantly have that theme going of, I don't want to be a bother. It's okay. I don't want to be a bother. I'm not going to bother you. I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to take up space. I'm sorry this message is so long. That's me. I do that all the time. I'm sorry I'm taking up so much of your time. No. Take up the space. They get to decide how they want to react to it. You know, having nothing to add also because we don't think enough of ourselves. Well, actually, I'm going to let Lisa talk because she knows so much more about this. 
why would I give my opinion? You know, I think that's a giving thing to do because Lisa has more to add. She's better at this than me. That's being a taker. I'm not going to write the book because so many other people would do it better than me. I'm not going to start the podcast because there are so many podcasts out there already. And why would I just throw another podcast out there when people are already overwhelmed by all their choices? I'm just going to be super generous and just let someone else go. Taker. What about withholding our truth? We talk a lot about in society about not standing in our truth. I'm standing in my truth. I say it too. But what about when we live our lives withholding our truth, right? We don't talk about that a lot. Resentment, talking in our minds silently to ourselves about what we would really like to say to that person, saying outwardly to people, it's okay, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, nope, I'm fine, good, nope, I'm good, nope, it's fine. What about guilt dating or guilt friendships? I'm being generous. I'm continuing this friendship with Meredith because she needs me and I don't want to hurt her feelings. And she's a nice person. That's giving. Take her. The way I'm showing up as a taker is that I am not speaking my truth. I'm not standing in my truth, but I'm also withholding my truth. My truth is I don't want to be friends with Meredith. She is a great person and she is really nice. We don't vibe. I don't want to be friends with her. Like when we're having lunch together, I'm thinking about a million other things. The generous thing to do is actually to stop having lunch with Meredith because you now are freeing up a parking space for her where someone who's better fit for her can slide right in. It's actually a giving energy that cancels and says, you know what, I'm not going to be meeting you for dinner or for lunch or, you know what, this friendship isn't working. Obviously saying that in a very kind way. Many times you won't even have to say it. It will just fizzle away. Saying that you're fine when you're not. Well, I'm saying I'm fine because I don't want to bother them and I don't want to unload my stuff on them. I don't want to dump my heartache in their lap. Okay. I mean, sometimes we can be an energy vampire. I've been caught doing that where I'm just going on and on and on about everything I'm upset about in my life. And then I realize, oh, I want to suck that back up into my body. But that's not what, what, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not even letting them know that anything's going on because I'm fine. I'm fine because I'm being generous because I'm a giver. No, you're a taker, Jill. You're a taker because you're not allowing them choice. You're not allowing them the dignity of hearing that how they want to hear it. And perhaps they're going to learn something from it. Perhaps they're going to go, oh my God, me too. Perhaps they're going to say, oh, I needed to hear that. My friend Jody's going through the same thing. Whatever it is, it's not yours to own and to judge. What about when we are givers by serving when it's really a mask for enabling? I'm just serving and giving, but I happen to have 14 quote-unquote friends who all are nothing but tragic stories. They're constantly living in issues with their finances, their relationships. There's always something and I'm there to fix it because I'm a giver. I'm going to help. I'm going to help. I'm going to fix and I'm going to show up and I'm going to be that friend. And it comes from a good place. It comes from love. Guess what? It also comes from wounding. Doing that over and over and over and over. If you have several conversations going with different people where you're their go-to and you're trying to fix and you're 
giving counseling to them and they've got all these issues and you're trying to help them figure out how to get their car fixed and you're trying to help them figure out how to get their job and you're trying to help them figure out their marriage, it's serving something called your ego. And I know that sounds harsh. I promised you I would always be up front. I'm inviting you to think about it this way. It doesn't mean I'm right. I am inviting you to try this on and just sit with it for a little while. What if your behavior is truly serving your own wound and your own need, licking your own wound, giving you the pacifier, giving you the blankie, and you're calling it being servant-hearted? What if? What if you are enabling them to the point where they do not have the energy, the room, the dignity to do the work themselves, to figure it out themselves? to pray themselves, to to dig deep and find the resources, to get down to rock bottom to the point where that's when they find their answer. You keep rescuing them because you're giving, but you're taking their chance from them. And your creator is going, dude, back off. Like I keep knocking them down and you keep picking them up. (laughs) Go in your own lane and let me work my magic. And what about humility? You know, I don't want to brag deflecting compliments, the whole, I would just rather see you shine. I just get more joy about, I just get more joy from seeing everybody else shine. I'd rather be a cheerleader for everybody else. Bullshit. I know you think you feel that way and you're saying, Jill, that is so rude. That's not nice. I actually do feel that way. Here, I know you do. So I'm not calling bullshit on what you said. I'm calling bullshit on the fear. I'm challenging you. I'm being bold here to shake you up a little bit, to to take that paradigm and flip it upside down. What if the reason you want to see everybody else shine without seeing yourself shine, without making yourself ever featured, this is how it shows up in sales, by the way. You know, I don't want to bother them. You're not going to ask for the sale. You're going to tell them it doesn't really matter if they order or not. All this humility, what if some of it is healthy and beautiful? And what if some of it is actually taking energy? What if some of it is taker energy? What if some of it is coming from your wound? The same wound that causes you to enable when you call it serving. The same wound that's causing some of us, or maybe everyone in this example, to withhold truth, to say they're fine when they're not, to be invisible, to not want to take up space, to not want to bother anybody, to not want to raise their hand. What if? What if that humility isn't something to celebrate? That type of humility. Someone gives you a gift. Oh, you didn't need to do that. Really? That's not being a giver at all. You didn't need to do that? If someone gives a gift, looks at them and say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I am just like overwhelmed. It's not easy for me to accept gifts and service and you know, good things from other people. I have to be honest, like that's a flaw in me, a weakness in me that I'm working on, but I'm going to do my best to receive this. Thank you so much. When you say anything but something like that, you are taking the joy from that person. They just handed you something and you swatted it away and said, oh, you didn't need to do that. Well, they know they didn't need to do it. They want to see the joy in your eyes. They want you to love it. They want you to say thank you. They didn't do it for the thank you, but give them the joy. So humility can look at, oh my gosh, it can show up in so many different ways. And as women, we're just kind of breeding our young girls to be this way. And I mean, not not 100% of the time, right? And not with everybody. But 
it's just rampant in my opinion. You know, this, this, you're attractive if you're a martyr. You're attractive if you, you stay in your corner and you're not too big. You're attractive if you don't speak your mind. If you say, I'm fine, it's sort of what you do as a woman. Well, what if it didn't have to be that way? So we're all going to show up as givers and takers, by the way, at different times. No one's going to be a giver all the time. We are going to show up as takers and not realize it. And it's up to us to just be aware of that and go, oh, that was interesting. I was a bit of a taker there. And then you just move on. There's no judging again. You're not shaming yourself. Remember the example I always give. It's like looking in the mirror and you've put on 35 pounds. You can either say, wow, I'm a little chunkier than I normally am. I I don't know that I love this, but uh, well, it is what it is. I have two choices. I can bitch about it or I can do something about it. Or I guess I could actually just love myself as I am, right? So that's one mindset. The other mindset is you look at the weight you've gained and you shame yourself for it. You don't just observe it and then make a decision. You shame yourself. I look awful. I'm disgusting. Oh my gosh, look at the way my belly squishes together. How do I know this? Because this is what I do when I don't catch myself. Oh my gosh, what are these lines in my back? Like I have folds in my skin and my back that I've never had before. What are those? Now, if you're someone listening who's always had an issue with weight, I hope you hear me say that I get that that is your own struggle and that I might be poking that a little bit. I'm using this example about someone who doesn't have that as a struggle and then they suddenly find themselves not looking how they normally look, if that makes sense. Okay, so again, try it on. See what you think of all of this. I'm not an expert. I'm just downloading information from something bigger than me. I'm using the years and years of personal development that I have spent a lot of time a um, lot of energy and blood, sweat, and tears and money on. And it's integrated into me. And so it causes me to think a certain way. I still have so far to go and so many flaws and so many shadows to explore and, you know, so many insights to discover. But with this microphone, my intention is to just share and share and share and share. And the hope through that intention is actually, no, it's not a hope. The intention, you see the difference? There's hope and then there's intention. My intention. And I say this before I start speaking on every episode, is that this message grows, challenges, educates, blesses, entertains, and inspires millions of people all over the world. And so it is. And so that's what this message is about today again. Give or taker, take or giver, neither one is all bad and neither one is all good all the time. We're a little bit of both. But if you are someone who calls yourself a giver, And you're going to use these examples as ways that you give. I hope I just challenge the heck out of you to look at it differently. And if you think someone else is a taker, you might listen to a few things that we said here today and reevaluate, and you might have a different opinion. And when you look at other women and you think they're giving, it would be a beautiful thing to invite them, not challenge them, but invite them to start giving more of themselves not withholding themselves and pretending they're givers, giving of their highest and true essence, that's when you're a giver. When you speak up, when you speak the truth, when you say how you feel, when you don't just say you're fine, when you raise your hand, when you contribute, when you ask questions, when you're not invisible, you take up space, you're not worried that people think you're a bother. When you serve and give, but it's not to lick your wounds and to fill a need, you're not actually enabling people. When you are humble but not because you think you're supposed to be. You can accept compliments and say thank you. You can accept gifts. 
you can cheer everybody else on and love watching everyone shine while you love to see yourself shine and have no problem promoting yourself, that's where I'd love all of us to end up. All right. Appreciate you all so much once again. And thank you for listening to another episode of Be You. Thank you so much for joining me on Be You. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at Jill Herman Be You. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.